reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everybody. Chuck Bono, Julie Hayden, True Straight Up, brought to you by... Brought to you by AmericaCitizenPress.com and Julie McCallan, Dr. Julie McCallan and Denver Synergetics. Happy and Monday. We'll, thank you. And we'll be having a new sponsor, Happy Trees, which right. we'll talk to you a lot more They're uh, next busy week. beautifying They're busy our yard right now. Right so. now and they're doing a tremendous Thank you. job. Yeah, so. to Chris and the guys. Yeah. Chris and the guys. So we want to welcome them as a new sponsor. Exactly. We've got um, Laurel Imer coming up here in, in a little bit at about 3.30. Um, and I, she got a great endorsement today from Patrick Neville, yeah, which is really good. Yeah. But we're going to get Dave Williams on the phone. Representative Dave, let's go Brandon mm-hmm. Williams. Um, he is running for against Doug Lamborn in CD5 in El Paso County. Um, and he is one of the few, and in fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, as far as I've seen, Lauren Boebert was tweeting about it, one of the only Colorado lawmakers to uh, take on essentially this disgusting, insane, evil, um, you know, drag the kids to pride stuff going on. Um, it's been all over the place. This is Pride Month, and there have been all kinds of uh, parades, drag queen shows, things like that. Um, where there were that are overtly sexual um, and kids are there. Um, and, and there was one and we'll show you the video in a second. I mean, it's a strip show, basically. And they have little kids, little kids. I'm not talking 16 year olds. I'm talking little kids who are kind of sitting in chairs and their feet are swinging because they don't touch the ground, putting money in the drag queen's underwear. Um, and, you know, a, a lawmaker in Texas is introducing a bill to ban that. I mean, you wouldn't think you need a law, but apparently we do. And so thank God for people like Representative Dave Williams, who's standing up for this. So, hey, Dave, welcome to the show. And thank you for what you're doing on this. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's kind of I, I don't really know where to begin with this, because you yeah. think it would be already illegal to bring in children to a uh, to a bar that you know, usually requires their, uh, uh, you know, their customers to be 21 years or older. Right. Um, I think most zoning laws, I did a little bit of research, Dave, and most zoning laws, the liquor license laws, you know, you can't, you can't be under 18 in some of these things to go into some of, if you have, what do they call them? A sexual oriented business, right? I mean, they have pretty strict zoning laws and yeah, pretty, like you said, most five-year-olds are not allowed in strip clubs. Yeah, or or any any place that has alcohol consumption going on normally like that. I mean, restaurants right. are obviously you know that's a different animal, but this is strictly for uh, sexual entertainment and alcohol consumption, right? Um, right. And that I mean that by itself should have prohibited the activity, uh, but that's not what happened. Instead, what you saw in Texas, and I I imagine this is going on in other parts of the country, probably here in Colorado as well. Well, that um, bar our, they've opened up. They've opened up a second one in Denver. So, <laughs> oh, there we go, right. Mister Misters. Well, I mean, but I, but again, I, I this is this activity is happening where you have parents who are who are forcing their children uh, to not only view um, drag queens 
uh, who are sexually performing and dancing, uh, but also also encouraging their children and, and even forcing them to perform with the drag queen. Yeah. And and before I get too far in this, I do want to say, look, you know, it's it's bad enough that it is a, a drag queen, but I would still be outraged even if it was, you know, a run-of-the-mill heterosexual, exactly. you know, non-drag queen sexual event. The, these kids should be learning about reading, writing, arithmetic, and, and you know, playing with toys, not not being well, subjected to creeps. Well, so. and you, Dave, you know, you raise a really good point. If you were to say, if you were to own a strip club in Denver and you started sending your strippers in dressed like strippers to read for kindergarten, nobody, you, of course, people would be outraged. They would say, you can't do that, right? If you were to say um, that, you know, we're going to send, you know, we're going to take kids to strip clubs and we're going to let the kids sit around the poles and stick money and the strippers' G strings, people would be like, of course, you can't do that. The reason, I mean, that to me is one of the most outrageous things, right? For some reason, it's okay because these people, are transgender or they claim, you know, they, it's like somehow or another, it's okay to sexualize and to groom children. I mean, the word for that is pedophilia. That's just wake up folks that pedophilia somehow is okay. As long as it involves transgender people. I mean, that's the bizarre thing that I don't even begin to understand. What, I mean, and if you, and by the way, I mean, I, I posted some of this on Twitter, but if you go to the original, um, people who reported on this event who even were able to sneak in and get video footage of it they interviewed one of the drag performers and that person uh, said that they they thought that this type of activity would encourage the children to to also uh, become drag queens and uh, engage in that type of, I mean they're they are grooming these kids they are trying to get them to become transgendered and to become you know, drag queens and, and then continue on, you know, in this behavior. And the problem with doing that is that children, children, they're children, they're minors. They shouldn't be trying to decide whether or not, uh, they're, you know, some other gender. I mean, this is, this is insanity. And, and by the way, if you look at uh, all the statistics on this issue, people that are transgendered, they don't typically have a great life. Their suicide rates are among the highest and they have huge mental health problems and a lot of times they're they're legitimate creeps i mean if you look at some of the stuff that was reported uh by um by these guys uh who infiltrated the the bar about the performers you'll find out that they're unsavory characters they really are legitimate right. creeps who want to well, harm children yeah and and i think again as you said, it would be inappropriate to, I mean, for, for teachers or for parents, not parents, but other adults, for any adult to be talking to a child, particularly like a five-year-old child, about who they're having sex with mm-hmm. and who the kid should have sex with. I mean, that's just a completely inappropriate conversation. Well, and- you're sexualizing children at a young age, and that's, I don't know any society to think that's a good idea. No. No, it just... Well, no, idea. no, not at all. But there was a, there was a great idea by you know people who people were really common uh, commentating on this on social media during the weekend, and I, um, I can't remember specifically who they were, but it was a great idea about how we need to go ahead and push this issue politically, especially right. as conservative Republicans, push the issue outlaw the practice, which I think most people would agree with, and then force Democrats to defend it. 
because they exactly. will. That's how insane the Democrat Party is. They they will right. defend they will defend parents forcing their children to put uh, dollar bills in the g strings of drag queens. And let me so folks that know what we're talking about, wrong. Dave, because it is, and that's exactly. And I want to get into that, but let me play in case folks haven't seen a little bit because we found some of the the, uh, the video that was being posted. So if we could just play, so you see, you can see what we're talking about. And if hey, Thomas, if you could just play the drag bar video, please. <laughs> And then you can see little kids' feet don't even reach the floor. And then, and I'm going to point, I'm going to apologize because I'm going to say something crude here, but the sign, I don't know if you could see the whole sign in the back there, but the sign said, it's not going to lick itself. Okay. So that's the sign that's in the background where these people are performing. And Dave, I think you're right. I think that, that not only do Republicans need to push it because it's the right thing to do um, to protect our kids, but I, I think you're right. I think you need to put d- Democrats in a position of, of saying, oh no, this kind of stuff is okay. Yeah, I want to, and I want an answer from our first openly gay governor, Jared Polis, on this. This is a guy mm-hmm. who's not only using his own, you know, personal wealth to to promote um, pride, but also also government resources to promote pride right. month. And I want to know: is he proud of this? Because right. this is supposedly a part of that movement. I want to know: is this what we're talking about when we're talking about Pride Month? We're we talking about getting little kids. As young as, I mean, I, I think it, they were. There were some that were even younger than five years old, right? In front of in front of drag queen sh- striptease dancers and forcing them to put dollar bills in the g strings of these people. I want to know if Jared Polis thinks that's okay, and I right. guarantee you he won't answer that question because he knows the voters don't want to hear that. But I bet you he approves of it. I bet you he, you know, at least passively approves of it and gives a wink towards that behavior. Well, and, and you know what's even more I, sad, Dave, is there won't be a single person in the, any media organization in Colorado that will actually ask him that question. You know, what do you think? Well, what are you talking about? So you're writing a letter. I mean, you're not just talking about this. You're actually doing something about it. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. I Yeah, absolutely. I intend to write my colleagues. You know, I mean, I can't control the Democrats, but I can at least you know, engage my Republican colleagues and see if they're willing to agree that, hey, let's have a special session and let's pursue this legislation. What, you know, what and is required for a special session? What's that? What is required to have a special session? There's two ways to do a special session. One, the governor can call it, or two, I believe it's two-thirds of the legislature, um, or excuse me, the chamber, um, can request it and it will happen. And, you know, okay, well, I not quite at 41 yet, but I can, or excuse <laughs> me, 44 yet, but I can, I can at least try to get 24 of my colleagues to sign on. 
to this letter, and I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot. And my and my guess, unfortunately, is that there are going to be weak kneed spineless Republicans in the House and Senate caucus who don't want to even touch this issue, which is is uh, politically dumb uh, because the voters would be on our side. But two, it's also a moral issue. We should push this. You shouldn't be able to sexualize kids like this. Um, and I don't know why you know why anyone in the Republican Party would be afraid of this if KB party and the leadership in the House and Senate said, yep, we're going to pursue one of these issues, but the voters aren't going to disagree with us. They're going to be right there with us because they know it's, they know it's crazy. Well, and it has crossed, David, seems to me a line from, I mean, across way across the line from, from just being, okay, well, tolerant or accepting, and you want to be able to talk to your kids if they're feeling this way, right? It shouldn't be taboo. And, you know, People may, you know, that's all good. And, and people can be who they are, et cetera, et cetera. That's one thing. But they have now pushed it to where they are, like you said, they're forcing. You've got sick parents um, in this woke ideology, forcing five-year-olds um, to, to participate in essentially a sexual gratification act for an adult. That's exactly what's going on there, right? And, and somehow or another, I agree with you absolutely. Why on earth anybody? let alone any Republican, would be afraid to talk about that. If you were to say, well, do you think that that letting people take pictures of children for child pornography is that bad? Should we allow that? I mean, they would say, no, we shouldn't allow that. Who knows what they'd say? Well, who knows what they'd say? I mean, it's I just, mean, that's where, but that's where it's all, that's where it's all headed. I mean, t- 10 years ago, you would, you would never have dreamed that, that this would be a thing that we'd be contending with. And I'm sure 10 years prior to that, some of the things that are going on, we wouldn't have thought would happen, but that's all where it's headed. You know, I mean, how many people who are, who are really, they really do want to engage in pedophilia, um, are pushing for, for the normalization of that. I mean, it's all, it's already uh, populating that thought process is already populating itself in academia it's only right. a matter of time before some woke liberal is like, oh, well, we need to take it further. And this is right. exactly why the Republican Party and conservatives specifically need to push this issue, because the voters agree with us, number one. And number two, it's a moral and righteous cause. You know, we, I we remember should be pr- protecting these kids. Exactly. I remember, you, like you say, 10 years ago, I remember roughly 10 years ago, this was actually a news story and everybody did it in Denver. Some poor dad. Um, who was like a Cub Scout leader, took the Boy Scouts to a Hooters restaurant, right? And and mm. ended up, it was a massive story, huge scandal. He had to quit being a scout leader, right? That was a Hooters restaurant. Um, I mean, can you imagine now if the same dad were to take the same group of little boys and little girls to to a drag queen show, he would be applauded and patted on the back. I mean, that's... Well, if he took him to Hooters, he'd still be... Yeah, he'd still be right, exactly. <laughs> probably would, right? Well, right, but that's, that's how, that's how it's, that's where it's headed. We got to stop it. Yeah. Well, let's talk more about your campaign. I got your press release. I don't know if that's uh, for public consumption yet. You can tell me. Um, sure, <laughs> your... sure. No, it's out there. It's, it's okay. It's public okay. now. Well, why don't you tell people about it? Yeah, for sure. I'm uh, I'm uh, going to be filing a, com- a criminal complaint against Doug Lamborn for uh, falsely. Um, accusing us in his attack ads uh, that he's uh, started putting up uh, just this past week. We didn't, we didn't get a copy of those ads until about yesterday. Um, 
So now that we've been able to look at them and and see what they they've been saying, we now have uh, every right under the law uh, to pursue uh, legal action to hold Doug Lamborn accountable um, to the fullest extent of the law. So that's what we're doing. And, and what's a, what's a problem? What's your what's the issue with the ads? Well, I mean, so this is how I characterize it to people who've been asking me so far. Is it's kind of hard to prove a negative, right? It's kind of hard to answer the question, have you, you know, when did you stop beating your wife, right? It's those types of accusations that he's leveling. But suffice it to say, he's trying to attack my pro-life record. He's trying to attack my, you know, pro-police, pro-law enforcement record. And he's doing it because he's trying to cover his own tracks, right? I mean, if you look at his record in Washington, he's the one that's been funding Planned Parenthood. He's the one that's been trying to fund, you know, woke uh, critical race theory uh, agenda training for the military. He's the one that's betrayed, you know, Donald Trump going so far as to work with the Biden regime and the radical Democrats in Colorado to investigate Donald Trump. You know, this is this is the type of stuff that he's been engaged in, but as a way to deflect from his own failed leadership and poor record, he's accusing me of, of uh, things that never happened, and he's trying to trying to uh, show that that he's the conservative when he's when he's not. He's the Rhino establishment candidate, and we got to get rid of him. He's he's exactly like Scott Tipton. And now is the time to kick him out like Lauren Boebert did two years ago. Well, the only good part about this is he only does it when they're afraid. Yeah, they must be worried. There's an interesting article in Colorado Polls, which sadly is a far-left publication that Jason... um, Salzman and the Democrats. Salzman and another Jason. uh, But but the only ones who report on Republican matters was talking about the fact that O'Day is now terrified of Ron Hanks. And is running all the negative ads out. And Heidi Ganahl is can't seem to shake off the dogged uh, Greg Lopez. And and it's all the way up and down. Uh, the one, the grassroots are really starting to kind of start to make, at least it appears possibly, make some incredible inroads. And yours would be, I think, just part of that. I mean, he's terrified of you. Um, and he's got to come after you with phony, false statements uh, and hope that people don't already know about you, which they do. And, and, you yeah. know, no one questions your bona fide conservative bona fides, except uh, somebody who has none <laughs> in, in Doug Lamborn. So it's, it's in some ways a, a compliment to you that he's gotten that desperate. Yeah. I mean, that's the silver lining, right? We, we are, we're there. I mean, we're yeah. the only reason you would spend money to attack our campaign is out of desperation and fear. And that's a good sign. Uh, but we still got three weeks. And so yeah. it doesn't change what we do. We're going to we're gonna continue putting our message out and, and contrast, right? I don't, mind, I don't mind a good criticism on my own part, and I'll give as, as much as I take uh, from him. So he's, if he thinks he can punch me and not get punched back, he's got another thing coming. <laughs> well, good. Well, and again, it's because... You know, I think, as I was said at the beginning of the show, I think um, Lauren Boebert was saying something about these this drag show with the kids, right? Um, and and so where's Doug Lamborn on it, right? Like you said, not only there are some issues that there's clearly there's political stuff involved in it, but this is one of those things. You're right, Dave, that this is a moral issue, and we have to stand up and protect kids. You wouldn't think 
you would need a law like this, or you wouldn't think you need a special session to deal with this. You wouldn't think you would be needing to ask the governor, hey, are you okay with this? But you do in this day and age. And I think you're absolutely right, too. I think it's on purpose that they're doing this. I think there is a, an ultimate design to destabilize society. Um, and, and they don't care who they destroy, including children in the process. Yeah, they're they're sick. They're twisted. They're I mean, they're, they're, if we just simply expose them for who they are, the voters are going to see it and they're going to reject them. The problem is we don't have Republicans, you know, with the spine to stand up and say, hey, look, right? I mean, if you just shine a light on these people, they're going to crumble. The problem is we've got to get people who are willing to shine the light. And they're not. And, and they're I don't, not I'm sorry many. to say it, but the Republican establishment won't do that. Well, yeah. and neither will a lot of the Republican candidates. We have two that are running for. House seats that said that we must be uh, more like the Democrats over in Adams County, saying we're a purple county and we must uh, do what the, what the Democrats do and all the way through. And you're just saying, no, 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 no. no. it's no. like take a look then, at this. Then they want to know if you're going to, you know, go out and walk with them. You go, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a, it's a home no. And if they really want to be more like a Democrat, then register as one. Go, yeah. go, go run in their, go run in their primary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amazing stuff. Well, Dave, thank you. Thank you for doing this. And thank you for having the courage to, because you know, they're going to take shots at you. Um, and we've been on that, you know, on the receiving end of that too. And it's not fun, but somebody needs to, particularly on this. I mean, you do it for so many issues, particularly though, when it comes to the kids and what they're trying to do or are doing to the kids. So, so thank you. Thank you very much for doing that. I appreciate it. And we appreciate your time here again today. Yeah, you bet. Anytime. Thanks for having me on. All okay, right, Dave. thank you there. That's Dave Williams running for CD5. Right, um, ballots dropped today. Ballots dropped, dropped today. today. You so. can always still send them money. So, But, you know, that. and we got Laurel coming up here, and, and we'll ask her just to just get her reaction on this, too, because I know Laurel is very much a pro-family um, kind of person who's not afraid to speak up, uh, no matter what the establishment does or doesn't do. But, uh, you know, there's been a part of me where I've been kind of like, yeah, you know, you kind of want to. I don't know what there's so much to talk about and we haven't really gotten into this whole the drag queen stuff and what they're doing and pushing this on kids. And and I think we all need personally, I think we all need to say, wait a minute, stop that. There's that's not just tolerance. That's not just live and let live. That is actually encouraging people to sexually groom children and little children. It's not we're not talking about a teenager, 16, 17 year old, a young man, a young woman who is kind of has questions or issues, right? We're talking about little kids and we're talking about parents who are taking their kids to these things. We're talking about teachers. We have a lot of people mentioning in our our chat about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. Uh, Excuse me. Tampa Bay Rays is a baseball team where they, they dedicated funds for uh, transgender uh, children uh, operations for children to change ones which really is a kind of form of abuse i mean you know, kind of yeah uh, you can you know there's plenty of times if, if you want to change um your gender when you can make those decisions but it's interesting they tried to make their players all wear pride st- patches and some said no i'm not right not gonna wear them. exactly and this from and you guys have been so many great comments i'm going to apologize we can't use them um but this from charlene so i thought i'd find a new bakery but then i see this rainbow cupcake posted on their page mm-hmm. for heaven's sakes can we keep sexualization out of the bakery business no. i just want no. a pastry not the promotion of gay pride what's next heterosexual month transgender month enough already yeah there was what was that the bakery Sensual. That's one place. Okay. If you want to go to La Bakery Sensual, I don't think it exists anymore. No. There you can have, they had kind of racy 
decorations on their cake. But you're absolutely right. And somehow or another, you're the bad guy if you speak up about this. And you're the bad guy if you say, you know, should kids actually be in strip clubs? Mm-hmm. And should kids be be exposed to this kind of sexualization? Because Well, but it's, but it's indicative that Dave is somebody who's willing to talk against it. Right. It, you would think it'd be a great issue for Republicans, but Republicans will not because they'll be terrified to do it. You know, and why is that, do you think? Is it just, are they afraid of the social media, which now more and more we're finding out the social media is all just bots anyway? Um, I, to me, A large percentage of the Republican Party believes the Democrats are better than they are. They just don't fit within, you know, the, the Democrats wouldn't have them. So they, they, they're they mild by their very nature uh, and they're timorous by their very nature. Um, and they certainly believe the Democrats have the better of all issues. And just if Republicans could be a little more like them, we'd all be all set, just a little less extreme. And I think, and again, I think this is something really a lot of us, all of us need to get involved in because, you know, I'm not kidding. It was a news story 10 years ago that a Cub Scout master took the boys to Hooters, right? Mm-hmm. That was considered wildly inappropriate. And everybody did a story and he apologized and he got, he got kicked off. He couldn't, he couldn't do it anymore. And yet now we have this kind of stuff, parents taking their kids to essentially drag queen strip clubs and putting money in their, it's, it's underwear, putting it in their G-string. And, and that's applauded, right? And that's seen as a good well, thing. It's, and it's, well, I mean, and so you think- Growing up is hard enough these uh, days. Um, going through puberty is hard enough. Um, with, with well, they're talking five-year-olds. We're yeah. not even letting them. But I think the thing is, so if we think, you know, I, I don't want to weigh in on this because I don't want to get in an argument. I don't want people to bash me. Um, I don't want to get banned again. Um, and, you know, surely this will stop. I, I think we need to quit fooling ourselves and think that that surely this will stop because I don't think it's going to stop. I don't think they have any intention of stopping it. I think we see over and over again, the Democrats have no boundaries. There is no depth that they're like, OK, guys, we can't sink any lower than this. We really can't go any lower than this. Not true. And in the meantime, they're spending all of this. Um, you know, what do they They hired an ABC, former ABC producer for the January 6th committee. I'm kind of like, how about inflation? I mean, I went to the grocery store this past weekend. You tried to get gas, right? And it's like, whoa, maybe we could hire an ABC producer to do some kind of special and help them figure out how to fight inflation, get some baby formula on the shelf, stuff like that. But well, instead- it's going to be interesting because they obviously believe this is one of their chances before yeah. the midterm to to change the, the, the story. And so everybody that our democracy was about to fail. Um, and there, there was this huge coup at effect when, in fact, the only real perp we haven't heard about is the FBI and the rest of them. Right. right. Yeah. There, there was a conspiracy, just not the kind Liz Cheney's talking yeah, about. Right. It was just, a giant conspiracy the there. Um, and this from Charlene, we needed an awards night for real conservative for those who are not afraid to speak truth to power. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we didn't, and we asked, Laurel was at the Western Conservative Summit, and they had some good speakers there, but you know, I, you wish, you know, it's a Western Conservative Summit, I think Colorado Christian University, they're kind of involved in that, you'd think, hopefully, somebody somewhere spoke up against taking your kids to drag queen shows. Probably not. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably not. And I see we have Laurel Imer here with, hey, CD, Laurel. with CD7. Laurel, hey, thank you for your time. Welcome to the show once again. Hi, everybody. How are you? We are good. good. We're good. good. 
Well, let me ask you to weigh in on this real quick. I'm sure because and I know I'm handing you a softball question, but you just strike me as a kind of conservative would say, oh, yeah, I don't think it's a good idea to take five year olds to drag queen shows and let them stuff money in the tree strings. I mean, I'm assuming that would be your position, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure that if I did that, they'd arrest me on the spot. Um, (laughs) The hypocrisy of the whole thing is insanity. So, you know, that the Denver Botanic Gardens is doing this during Pride Mm -hmm. Month. What? So um, right now, actually, I think they've pulled it down. But um, just a little while ago on the Denver Botanic Gardens website is Drag Queen Storytime. Mm. Um, and it says, dress up as your favorite pollinator and join us for a very special story time in honor of Pride and Pollinator Month. Drag Queen Storytime with our wonderful host, Pollinator, will take place in Classroom 1. Storytime will be followed by a runway show where you can fly, flutter, and flaunt your pollinator persona to celebrate the wonderful diversity of the pollinator population oh my God. and the wonderful diversity of people, too. Now, yeah. let's not get too gruesome on live air, but um, last time I checked, what's a pollinator? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I absolutely agree. I think we all know what they're talking about. Okay. I don't want to see... I don't want to see anybody pollinating anything in pollinating public. No, no public pollinating. I, I, <laughs> I mean, you can urinate in Denver because you can do whatever you want, leave feces and needles and in Denver in DK. But, but I certainly don't want to take my children to a story time anywhere in public and see anyone doing these kind of acts. And, and, you know, I, I have a, a really good friend who is a drag performer. Right. Um, and he is one of the, strongest staunchest voices against this that you'll ever hear yeah. and he's, he's 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 fabulous and he drag is an entertainment business to him but it is for adults only okay right. it's just like some of the other things that adults choose to participate in it is not for children it's never designed for children and it never should be and this is disgusting and despicable that we would allow anyone to take their children to something like this. I mean, can't take your chip, your children to see the Chippendales. You can't take them to the local strip club. You can't take them to shotgun willies. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous and it yeah. needs to stop. It needs to All stop. Right. All right. Well, let me- well talk to us yeah. about, about your campaign. You got yeah, a great, you. you got a great endorsement from Patrick, uh, Neville. Patrick Neville, which I think I is one of the more important. And ones. we endorse you. Yes, yes, thank yes. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, so does Tom my, Tancredo. Um, yes, and Tom Tancredo. And um, I got an endorsement of a weekend from Veterans for America First. That's okay. a, uh, I was really honored with that. Um, if you look through my endorsements on my website, my endorsements do reflect the grassroots uh, <laughs> of Colorado and, of, and a handful from the nation because I am the grassroots candidate. There's a distinct difference between grassroots and AstroTurf. Oh, my my endorsements and my support is homegrown. It is not bought and purchased somewhere else. Right. And, well, and, and that I think is what and, sets me apart from the other candidates in this race. And I think, um, you know, and I'll say this, I mean, Eric Odlin was nice and he came on our show last week. And when Chuck asked him, do you have any grassroots and people endorsing you? Because he had Eli Bremer, who is not a grassroots. I mean, he, he didn't know. Um, right. And which I mean, we didn't want to that kind of says something right there. You either well, that's your know first mistake. If you don't know if you do not know as a candidate. I know every single person that has endorsed me. I know them personally. I have a relationship with them. I have met them. I have spoken with them. I've spent time with them. I didn't buy and pay for these endorsements. If you do not know who's endorsing you, that's a red flag. Yeah. And I think that the electorate needs to be paying attention to the red flags that are springing up all around us. 
Well, talk about a little bit, um, if you could, the Western Conservative Summit. You were there, I think, and it, it just out of curiosity, just was it was it good? I mean, it's, we did not go. We had all kinds of other stuff going on. Um, but I think it's good. They need, I think, more people like you, grassroots people there. Um, have it, well, they it, had everything. They right. had they had all they had. They the had everything. Uh, I mean, we even had they even had Tulsi Gabbard, yeah. and she was fabulous she was fabulous her speech was amazing she got multiple standing ovations she was warmly received um you know and the only other democrat that has ever spoken at the wcs amazingly enough is jared polis right but um but she had she had the guts to come on that stage and to address us and she talked about freedom and the constitution and how the democrats and and joe biden and this administration have strayed so far Right. Uh, and, and even she understands that. But I think it was fabulous. Um, the new venue at the Gaylord is is amazing. Okay. It's a little bit expensive. And I think that was a, a drawback because I think it did make it slightly more of a, an establishment event just because a lot of the grassroots people were not able to afford to go. Um, and so that was maybe a little bit of a drawback. But all in all, I think it was fabulous. It was fantastic speakers. Um, Kaylee McEnany and, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders were fabulous. And um, our own Biff Gore was there. He's fantastic as always. Benny Johnson, uh, okay. fantastic. So it was a great weekend with when uh, we had a tremendous amount of support come through our booth. And and we have we got a lot. We secured many more endorsements over the weekend that we will be rolling out this week. Uh, and they're all grassroots. Well, and now, so the ballots are mailed today for the primary, um, and you're in you're in CD seven. And one of the things I think that's really important about CD seven is I think that's a winnable seat. Uh, particularly, the Democrats have one of the most radical, progressive, extreme candidates that you could have. How um, how are things going? Um, what you know, I, I always like to ask you guys, what are people talking about? I, I, I know about? the assembly was a little disappointing for you because I, uh, you know, I know you hope to come out on top of the ballot, but you seem to have recovered well. Yeah, well, you know, there was some backroom shenanigans going on at the assembly, to be honest. And, you know, whatever, if that's the way that people think they need to be to win, then then that's on them. Um, I, I am who I am. I don't need to put on any pretense for anybody. You'll either like me or you won't. It's it's that way. So, uh, no, we're, we're doing fantastic. Uh, we have got a great network on the ground. We've got a great team uh, making phone calls throughout the district. We've got uh, events coming up tomorrow night. We're going to be in Custer County at an event in Custer. So if anyone's down south, come join us in Custer County. That event's up on our website. We'll be doing um, a series of get out the vote rallies coming in the next couple of weeks. We've got a meet and greet coming up in Broomfield. Um, I believe there's another possible debate that's being scheduled for Jeffco. Uh, that date has not been finalized yet. So we are um, you all know, over. Yeah, we're, we're everywhere. And, uh, you know, and I still work for a living. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a self-funded candidate. I'm not a millionaire. I work every single day at a real job. And then I leave that job and I campaign for the people in this district because that's what's important. And we need this kind of representation. We need a real person who brings real common sense values to Washington because we cannot continue to be led by elitists who don't understand what the rest of us are suffering with. The well, rate would, of inflation, the price of gas, it's, it's out of control. Yeah, I would think that Tim Reichert coming in on this, um, he also petitioned on, not also, he petitioned on, is advantageous to you because, you know, I mean, he and, and uh, Eric would, would appeal to a similar similar type voter and they they may well split that vote and and uh, you can take the grassroots and 
and uh, come out victorious possibly. Yeah. And so, so the most important thing really that people can do is, is if you support me, then share that with your friends and your family, make sure that people are making an educated decision when they vote. This is the most important ballot they're going to put out. Uh, This race is vital. We must win this seat. It's the only opportunity that we've had in 16 years. And it's the best opportunity we've had in 50 years. And this may not come again. And we cannot let a radical leftist lead us from Washington for Colorado. This is a dangerous decision. Well, and again, you look at, and I've become convinced, and I think we're going to do a whole show on this more and more, that you look at, so for instance, Joe Biden today, you know, gas prices are high. He keeps saying, oh, it's Putin's fault. So what does he do today? He changes the um, ethanol uh, distribution percentage, right? Which means really the gas, not only is your car going to run worse, but gas prices are going to go up. Corn prices are going to go up. Everything's going to go up. You cannot, to me, anymore pretend like you're just a victim of circumstances. This is deliberate, what they're trying to do. And I think that that's why, you know, we need people like you, not somebody who's going to go along and get along. And, and, you know, we need people who say, say, no, it stops here, right? We're not going to let you destroy our country, destroy our economy, destroy our kids anymore. We need to start going the other way. Well, and this, this whole thing that we started the show with, this drag queen, right. this agenda, this is purposeful to destroy generations of children. They're yeah. doing it in our education system every day. And if they're not successful enough there, now they're going to now they're going to indoctrinate you through this drag queen story hour. When they control children in America, they control the world. And this is purposeful. And we must we must stand up as parents in this country and we must take back our children. Our children are our gifts from God. They are not the property of the government. They're not the property of the school system. They are ours. And we need to protect them with everything we have. And I think that's one of the most important things that's going to come to play in this election. And I believe that that's how we win the primary. And that's how we win in November, because I will stand with those parents toe to toe every day, just like I've been doing in Jeffco for over six years, standing up every day with the people in my community. And I'm not going to stop. No, and that's where one of the reasons that's why we support you because this isn't something that you just started talking about this election cycle. You've been out there doing this when you were not getting any attention for it, when nobody was voting for you, you weren't running anything. You were doing it all along because it was the right thing to do. Um, and so right. let me give you the opportunity. We are, your website, where can people find out more about you, more about your event? Because the rubber is hit in the road here. It is. Yeah. Laurel Imer for Congress.com, all spelled out. Um, go there. You can see our events. You can reach out. Please follow us on social media. Share our information far and wide. If you can help either on the ground or on the phones, if you want to host a meet and greet, we have basically three weeks. And uh, we have an opportunity here and we intend to win this thing and we we mean it and we we will be the candidate that will stand the ground of the platform for the Republican Party every day. I will not waver. I will not move to the middle and I I will not move to the middle after the primary. When I win, I will stay exactly where I am today. I'm not going to move to the middle to to gain support because that's what everybody says you have to do. That's exactly why Republicans have lost elections for the last 10 years and you will not get that when you vote for me. All right. All right. Wish you the best. Yeah, Laurel. thank you thank very you. much. Keep us thank in touch. You. Okay. Anytime you can help, thank let you. us know. All right. Thank you guys. Laurel Eimer there um, in um, CD7. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, again, ballots go out today. So um, uh, we'll have yeah. Bob Lewis, who's taking on Ken Buck. Oh, here's uh, later in the week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Here's from Dr. Donna. Anyone remember her quote about AstroTurf? What she said is there's a difference between grassroots and AstroTurf. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. That was that was a good one. And so um 
Let's see. So we, I'm going to read some of the comments. Now, you guys, we're going to, we got about 10 minutes left to open it up because I do want to talk about it and get your thoughts. And if you want to, if you're on in on um, Zoom, you want to unmute yourself, you can go ahead and do that. And, you know, like Charlene does raise your hand or just go ahead and unmute. Oh, this is what Laura said. I am grassroots, not AstroTurf. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, she is. and she is. Um, and then um, if you want to call in 888-627-6008, but I be, anymore think, it, you know, this isn't just like a slow, slippery slope kind of thing. You know, the, the drag queen stuff, the, uh, you know, again, what, what's Biden doing? On one hand, he wants to fly to Saudi Arabia to try to get them to increase their oil production. And then on the other hand, he changes the ethanol distribution to make gas prices go. Well, he also and- told Venezuela they can import oil too. Um, Europe, so that'll prop up that incredibly hideous. Right, and so you can't anymore. You can't just say, "Well, this is this this was not planned." I think it is planned. Um, you know, and I'll go so far. You know, you got the Bilderbergs people, you got the Davos, so the Davos people. I mean, you, you know, to even think is you know, is there a group of people meeting? I think there is. I mean, we saw it in that one. Was it the um, the Times Magazine quote where they talked about they all got together, all the elites, all of our the CEOs, all the billionaires got together and said, we got to stop Donald Trump. And they right. came up and with a plan did. and they did. And right. They did. And so and the plan is, I, I I think it's to destroy the country and then we have to go back to them. I mean, I think the baby food shortage. Right. You take a look at that, the baby formula shortage. How much of an accident was that? You got to wonder, really? I mean, everyone was talking about it. It seems like everyone knew it. I think that's going to cost Biden more votes than he knows. Well, but I Um, but again, but I think I think what they want to do instead with food prices. Right. They could be doing things to make it better and they don't. And I begin. I know you're going to be like, Julie, you have really gone down the rabbit hole this time. But I I do think the conservative treehouse guy had a good article up where he a column and he and I agree with him. He said, no, it's on purpose. What they want to do eventually is to say, you know what we need to do, guys, because food prices are so high. Yeah, we need to federalize in food. Fact, in fact, Buttigieg did. So we need to federalize it. And that's their, their solution to everything. Just have the federal take it over and then do an even worse job, which they always well, do. Well, look what they, they did do. here with the baby formula. But I mean, that's idea. So they will then buy the food mm. at a good price and then they'll resell it to us. Now, isn't there a word for that when the government <laughs> takes over the means of production? Yeah. You know, and that hasn't worked too well in the rest of the world. But I think don't think for a second that that that's not on purpose. And I think in the meantime, then you do the drag queen stuff and then maybe that just gets everybody distracted. Or I think it just erodes the moral base of the society. And it makes you feel, it makes you think that you can't have a moral base, right? If you speak up and say, well, I disagree with that. They're like, if you're on the wrong side of the Twitter mob, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's something wrong with you. Um, here, this is, this is from Laurel. Um, and by the way, Laurel, everybody is saying, thank you. Follow the money of FEC to find out how much candidates are funded. However much of the money is dark money that's untraceable and super packed. Yeah. And that's all bad. You're right. If you can't figure out who the donors are, that's bad. Right. Um, this is from Steven Bolshevik. Democrats are like raccoons. Uh, what they don't tear up, they crap on. Um, none of this is an accident. Government does not do anything well, except take our money and our rights. Um, exactly. The dark money is untraceable for a reason. Um, and then Leo, do you think we could do a whole show on, on Cloward Piven? What's that? Mm-hmm. What's that? Cheers to you, Stephen. Great comment. Um, Leo, I'm not sure what you mean. I, I'm one of those persons who never knows that kind of stuff. Do you see that? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Okay. Leo, if, are you making a joke too, Leo? Was this a blonde moment here that I'm having? <laughs> I, I don't know what it refers to. <laughs> okay. 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 He's not real. Email me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, well, and again, cause I think that's a kind of thing 
And I'm beginning to think that Republicans are getting that because I noticed Jim Jordan over the weekend was on some talk shows, um, just the news saying, you know, what the Democrats are doing is not an accident. It's by design. And I think that that is a not only is it true, but don't you think, Chuck, that's a pretty smart kind of tactic, too, because Biden wants everyone to think he's just kind of the befuddled, kindly old uncle. Um and even well, though apparently he's getting mad about his bad PR and wants his White House to do more about it. Um, and he just go, you know, food prices, gas prices, everything, the border. You know, you can't just do a PR campaign. You actually have to do some something that <laughs> you helps have to make people. it better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, I want a better PR campaign. Well, OK, good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. Well, and again, that's what the Democrats are trying. We'll briefly talk because um, the um, January 6th committee, they they really did the Democrats and Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney was saying, oh, we have, you won't believe it. We've covered this deep, wide conspiracy going all the way to all the way to Trump. It's like, yeah, there was a deep, wide conspiracy. All right. right. It involved the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi. The FBI, a yes. bunch of FBI informants, yes. um, you know, confidential informants. There was conspiracy right. had nothing to do with Republicans, though. Well, it's going to be interesting. You know, they, they, they know they have to put on a show. This is one of their few last times before the uh, midterms that they can potentially change the story. I just don't think they're going to be able to. I just think, you know, Liz Cheney is not someone who Democrats like, and maybe they like her now, just like the Lincoln Project or something. But I think they're going to push as hard as they can. CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, so they're all, you know, whoopee, well, and, but- and I think they're over promising. I, I think, I mean, Paul Sperry, who is with Real Clear Investigations, is also doing a report on this. And he had out there today that after, in spite of interviewing thousands of people, thousands of pages of documents, they found actually no evidence of any kind of conspiracy, let alone a conspiracy that went to the top, which we all knew. Again, the only conspiracy, and I think Molly Hemingway has just done a great job with this and some of her reporting, there really was with the federal, I mean, you know, they, they let the people, the Capitol Police well, refu- let people in. They refused to have, to have bring the troops in, you right. know, the National Guard was supposed to have- Nancy Pelosi refused that. And, and Revolver.News has done a great job, too, of you go back and do some searches of them. You know, they showed the video of some of the, the instigators who were all informants, who were connected to the FBI, steering people in, urging people, you know, Ray Epps, people like that, right? These were not, it was not a Donald Trump conspiracy. All right, let's go to uh, Karen Catalina online, oh. too. Hello, Karen. Hey there. Hey there. Um, hey. Hey. I just didn't. I just didn't have time to get on Zoom, so I okay. thought I would throw in what the Cloward Piven strategy is. Okay, well, uh, thank you. It's Francis. It's Francis Fox Piven and Richard Clower, who were both Cloward, who were both professors at Columbia School of Social Work, and I'm old enough that they were there when I when I was going to Columbia School of Social Work. I did not take classes with them, but very very quickly. The strategy is to overwhelm the system with welfare until it collapses so they can uh, put in socialism and Marxism. They were absolute Marxists, and it's very important to talk about that. And I just love that Julie is now saying, (laughs) she sounds like me, she's saying, yes, it's deliberate, yes, it's on purpose, and... Uh, you're not a conspiracy theorist for thinking so because they've just been meeting in Davos to tell you that's exactly what they have in mind. They must destroy America because America is what's standing in their way to global socialism. That's the sad thing. Well, and you you know, 
Like, no, stay there because, I mean, I don't know if you saw the comment, but or Pete Buttigieg's interview where he was talking about, you know, may, he really did say maybe it's time that the federal government take over the food industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, after they force in Ukraine, they force fertilizer prices up, they force fuel prices up, they deliberately do all of those things. And then they're like, oh, sorry about the inflation thing. I think th- they don't care. They want inflation. They don't care that it's hurting people because they want people to say, yeah, why don't you guys buy Fritos mm-hmm. and then keep them at I'll go you one better. They create the crisis so they can hand you their nightmaric solution. They They create the crisis. It is, as, as, as Chuck says, the Reichstag fire. They're always doing that. That's the only way it makes any sense. And as far as the way you began the show, it's an atrocity to corrupt children uh, and I'm delighted that Dave Williams is taking this on because this is flat out, straight up child abuse. It is the corruption of children. Can you imagine 10 years ago if they said, you know what, we're going to start showing X-rated pornography movies to five-year-olds? Right. Oh, exactly. I mean, would that have happened? It's, right. it's insane, and they're bullying people not to say anything because wh- whomever they bully to shut up, that's exactly the lie they're trying to push. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Karen, thank you for that. And thank you for explaining that and educating us. Leo, we'll look into that. Thank you. Listen to Karen's show. Yeah, Karen has shows. yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Karen. Appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks, Karen. Hey, and I saw TJ. I don't know. I saw Mark Poff is entering the waiting room. If we could get him up, he's going to be filling in for us on Wednesday. Um, Rev has a, a golf tournament that we're going to be at. We're being golf parents um, this whole summer, really. So there. Hey, Mark, what do you got coming up on Wednesday? Well, um, we're going to talk a little bit about Columbine. Um, my good buddy, John St. Augustine was actually, um, did the reinvestigation of Columbine. So we're going to try to compare Columbine a little bit with, um, the, the current, um, school shooting. John has a lot of insights about what happened back then. And, And this is something that I talked about last time is when the grieving's over, the lawsuits are going to be flying. And And there was actually some parents or, uh, one set of parents that thought that the cops may have actually shot their kid at Columbine. And so John was asked to do this reinvestigation and and a group from El Paso County to determine and show that it was not law enforcement that shot him. But we're going to talk about that and gun violence and some other things. And I'm sure with um, Biden being president, there'll be something between now and Wednesday. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a whole 48 hours. God knows. How many many things you could screw up in that short period of time. (laughs) All right. So, all right. That's great. Look forward to it. All right. But we've run out of time now, too. So thank you. Perfect thank you. timing. Perfect ending. Perfect, perfect ending there. Everybody, Mark Poplin, and thank you to everyone on Zoom. Thank Appreciate you to Dave it. Williams Dave and Laurel Eimer. Laurel Eimer and Bob Lewis on Friday, who's running against Ken Buck. Um, you know, if, if it works as it usually does, establishment wins everything. But maybe yeah. this time this will be different. Maybe, maybe this, maybe time, this time it'll be different. Of course it will be different. Of course it will be different. Don't listen to Chuck. Maybe it, it will well, be different. That, that's that's better than absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's Chuck's being optimistic. No, here. It is a being optimistic. <laughs> All, right, everybody. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll see you on Friday and listen to uh, Mark Poff on Wednesday for us. Take care.